Hi, I'm Kenzie. I'm Jamie. And this is the Codependent Podcast. We are joined this week by DJ. Say hi, Lucky DJ. Man. I'm just honored to be here with you guys. <laughs> DJ's joining us today because we are doing a fun episode about going on a mission. So, so fun. We'll talk about that and answer your most asked questions, but we always like to do a little week recap yes. so we can talk about our week. I am feeling so much better. Yes, I, but Kenzie got me sick. Yeah, so now Jamie is losing her voice, so we're like, we have to do this episode before she actually loses it. So, sorry, Jamie, I told you I don't know if too. I'll lose my voice. I don't, I feel like that doesn't happen to me very often, but I feel like that's like your symptom. It's just so weird because it never has been my symptom. I know, I don't weird. know. But Kenzie also likes to talk. I, I can't <laughs> shut up to let my voice heal. <laughs> I can vouch for that. <laughs> That's why DJ loves you. <laughs> but this was a good week. I'm glad that my voice is back. Yes. It was great. Um, I feel like we are recording these pretty close together. We are. Because we recorded last minute. We were trying to talk about like a recap and we don't have much. <laughs> we haven't done anything. What have we done? Um, but, but we our, have some stuff coming up. We do. Yeah. Tomorrow is our friend's birthday party and it's disco cowgirl themed. You guys just wait till you see our outfits. We are going to post our <laughs> outfits tomorrow. We're so excited about it. And then also this weekend we're going to stay at a hotel, like a little staycation, which will be really fun. We've stayed there before. It's like the wigwam. And if you're in local in Arizona, you need to stay there because it is gorgeous it's so pretty yeah we're gonna stay there for father's day staycation and it's kenzie's anniversary yeah do you just our anniversary in two days i don't know if you uh needed a reminder i still need to go and buy you a present <gasps> yeah i told i did i talk about this on the podcast i don't think so about how last minute dj is buying gifts no he's actually he i haven't had the opportunity jamie Kenzie's <laughs> like i know he was gonna say that and he spent three hours at the gym I did. I did say that. The gym is an essential service. It's oh. like drinking water. It's, you can't <laughs> but our anniversary's it not. It's our five-year anniversary. It's a big one. Well, I have things planned, and I also plan on going to the mall. I am last minute. I tend to be last minute. You're like, let's go to the mall, and then you can like buy something there. Yeah. But he doesn't want to go to the mall by himself. I want to no. go to the mall by myself. He and wants like, like, like have a surprise. Yes, but That's he wants like to hang out with me. Yes. Which is showing our love languages, because his love language is quality time. It's just the way I say I love you. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Buy me gifts. I want to open them. So That's our anniversary me. is coming up this weekend, which we're really excited to celebrate. And we're going to have like one of the nights at the hotel without our kids. So That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Getting spicy. We'll see. No spiciness. We'll see if I get a freaking no gift. Yeah. No gift, no spiciness. <laughs> okay. Then there shall be a gift. Okay, good. Um, then there shall be spiciness. So anyways, <laughs> let's get into it. I feel like I'm really excited for this episode because a lot of people don't even know what a mission is. Also, you know what we should talk about really quick before we even talk about missions? The documentary on Netflix is not... I'm rolling my eyes so hard. It is not our church, it okay? Is, it's not us. It's an off-branch of a bunch of crazy people who created their own religion and took some stuff from the Mormon religion. They're called FLDS. We're LDS. So people see the LDS and then they think it's us. Have you seen the documentary? I don't know what we're talking about right now. Okay. <laughs> There's a documentary on Netflix. It's called like Peace and Love. I don't know what it's called. It's something like, oh, yeah. Teach, teach, preach, and Teach, pray. preach, and pray oh, or I love. Think I, I think I've seen it on Netflix. It's I've an never L actually. It's an FLDS documentary. And I'm getting so many DMs. And even in this question box about missions, people are like. Well, like, why? Yeah. Have you guys watched the documentary? Y'all are crazy. It's like, no, it's not, not us. us. <laughs> not us, guys. So, just to preface this episode really quickly, not that's not us because I keep getting DMs and yes. it's just, it's not us. It's 
not I. No, Kay. not I. So anyways, yes. let's jump into Back missions. Back to missions. So why don't you explain what a mission is? Because I feel like a lot of people don't even know what a mission is. I should have researched better. But you not went on research. one. Yeah, no, I not even to say research, but just like to be able to explain it better. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, basically a mission is where a young adult boy or girl can go and spread the good word for two years but it is a serious commitment where you leave your families and and how old are you i left when i was 19 you boys can go at 18 girls can go at 19 19 now yeah yeah so you didn't leave till 19 i didn't know that yeah i i got my mission call like as an 18 year old expecting to go it just landed right up completely yep were you were you young for your grade Cause you're, he's old. August. No, he was old. old. Oh, you were that's, old. He was the that's oldest. That's why it happened that way. Oh, so he was like 18 his whole senior year. That makes sense. Cause I had to be 19 yeah. and I got my call at the end of my senior year and I left like right after my senior year. So that yeah. would, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. I was thrown for that for a second. And it used to be 19 for, for boys, 21 for girls. Yeah. That just changed within the last like seven years, maybe. Yeah, it changed yeah. like right before you went because that's yes. what Justin like. I was he... at that conference where they announced it. By the it way, it was a yep. huge deal it in was. our church because by twenty one, most women are ma- married in and our so, church. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of women didn't choose to go on missions. Maybe not even chose, but like they just got married instead because it's a kind of far away after like high school. And I think even with guys, they like would start college, they start sports, kind of whatever they were into, and then it kind of is like hard to leave all of that. It's easier yeah. just whereas to leave. if you graduate high school, that's just like what you do. Yeah. So. Now the age is 18 for boys, 19 for girls. Yeah. So, and it's expected, especially for men. It's very encouraged for boys to go. Yes. Yeah. I feel like since the mission change though, it has been a lot more encouraged for girls. It definitely it has. Like yeah. I, I didn't really even feel a desire to go until the mission change. Cause yeah. I was like, I'll be in college and I don't really want to deal with that. But then yeah. when they changed the age is when I was like, Oh, that's right when I graduate high school. So I really wouldn't be like missing out on anything. Yep. Cause I'll just leave right away. That was like what my plan was. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like the age change was actually a really, really good thing. Yeah. But also 18 is a very young age for a man to be like or a boy. That's a boy. Like that's yeah. a boy. Yeah. Leaving his family for two years. So men is two years, women is a year and a half. Why that is? I have no idea. I don't know either. Somebody did ask that. So yeah. I, I, I mean, don't know. Why. I have I no don't idea. I don't know why either. I wonder if it's just I literally Women only need a year and a half <laughs> to get work done. <laughs> <laughs> They're more holy. <laughs> no, really, we don't know. So yeah, sorry. we don't know. So sorry about that. That's a great question. I don't know. No. But that's the that's what it is. Yeah. So that's what a mission is. You basically just get a call to go somewhere. You don't really have much of a say in where you go. Do you like list like your general preferences? Like but, going out of country versus in country. Yeah, I chose to go out of country, but I ended up. In country, obviously. In Utah. <laughs> in St. George, Utah. <laughs> the closest mission to DJ's home he went to. Yeah. That wasn't in Arizona. That wasn't here. Part of the mission is in Arizona. <laughs> You're like, cool. <laughs> How was that feeling? Like, did that suck? When I opened the mission call, it was definitely a surprise. I, I totally thought I was going to go to like somewhere in a South foreign. America. Yeah. Well, because your what... dad went to Chile. Yeah. And I had, like, your brother taken... went to Taiwan. Yeah. But he wasn't called yet. No, no, no. I yeah. know. But yeah. like, yeah, that's crazy. no, but I mean, I had told like my bishop who I did my interviews with that I had taken like three years of Spanish and 
I got called Spanish speaking to St. George, Utah. Yeah, maybe that's something that you guys don't know. You can get called to a mission and you can be a certain language. So you have to learn that language on your mission. Yeah. Like Justin, that was kind of similar to Justin. All his friends went to like, one went to Paris, one went like he had a bunch going to South America, um, like really kind of cooler places. And then he was called like same country. Curtis like asked my brother, he wanted to go to like a place like China and he got called to Taiwan. Wow. I don't know. If I many- feel like <laughs> when you are, when it's like Asia, I feel like they, they like make that happen. Every kid that took Japanese at our school oh, for sure. went to Japan. Cause well, we because, had, well, that's like the hardest language to learn. Yeah. So if you yeah. already have a background in it, I feel like they try to send you where you have like a little bit of background. Totally. In. Curtis had done his foreign exchange student thing in China. Yeah. Oh, that totally makes sense. But yeah. that doesn't always happen. Like no, no, there's no. a lot of people that I've heard. You that have, have like, you have like not a lot of say in it. In other words, like you really don't, you can preference, but you, you just, you don't have a yeah. big say. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. The harder. And it's always yeah. like a big deal. You like do a whole mission call opening. Yes. It's- <laughs> and I opened it up and I announced <laughs> that I was going to Utah. <laughs> which was, which I felt like I was stoked about it, but it also took a little bit of time for me to like warm up to the idea of going to St. George. I would like, be like, sure. I know that. Oh, Jamie would be easy. so stoked. I am there. <laughs> and I feel like I had a more cush life than other, uh, missionaries like in south america or something yeah oh totally yeah yeah you got like then you get to go to cafe rio well yeah i would would, like go to walmart and it'd be like christmas time and and a couple would walk up to me and they'd give me like a handshake with a hundred dollar bill in it that's so nice i made a lot of money (laughs) that's my kind of mission that's my kind of mission (laughs) jimmy's there (laughs) so what made you guys want to go or did or did you feel pressure to go like I think that that's a huge thing especially as a man or as a woman like did you feel pressure to go or what made you make the decision to go on a mission I feel like it was just always expected of me to go definitely and like I did my best to get excited for it but it also felt like it was a lot of pressure almost yeah like you like had to because you knew yeah. it'd be a disappointment well and what else was I supposed to do like I was waiting for this to happen it was the plan. Yep. And so I went. Do you feel like that affected you at all? Like throughout your mission, not feeling like it was like completely your desire to go? I mean, I there was definitely moments where I didn't feel like I wanted to be there. For sure. So I feel like, yeah, I was pressured. Do you, how? And I, had, I had a bunch of friends already out on missions. So, like, if I went home, all my friends would be gone anyways. That's so Like, yeah, it was just kind of like, especially living in a place like Gilbert. Yeah. It's like everybody's gone. Like, in Prescott, I think literally a fourth of the guys went on missions. Yeah. Because it just wasn't like... Do you feel like... Like, what do you think the percentages of men, like, like your friends, like, that felt the same way that you did? That felt almost like a more of a... Not a, not a full pressure. Like you obviously chose to go, but and kind of like a very high expectation. Yes. Do you feel like a lot of your friends felt that same way? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of I my, mean, most, like all of my guy friends went and girlfriends, girlfriends, not former girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah. But, no. ev- but did you guys talk about that ever? Like in your friend group, was it ever something that was like, Hey man, do you, do you actually want to do this? Like, or like, are we, are we <laughs> doing this? all kind of no, underlying, it was, it was like, like just going. assumed. Yeah. Yeah. That's seriously how it was. Was there any Maybe, friends that were like actually stoked? No, I think that there, I think there was some sincere desire in a lot of my friends. Yeah. Probably more sure. than me. 
<laughs> hey, yeah. you're honest. That's good. Yeah. Like our brother-in-law, he was like, I didn't realize that I didn't, I like, ever even had a choice to go on a mission till I was like there. And he like had a crazy mission. He got stabbed. He got right. held at gunpoint. Like, and he was like, I didn't even realize that I ever had a choice to go on a mission. Yeah. Until I was like there a year and a half in. I mean, I can't imagine that because as a woman, it's a very, very different expectation. And I feel like mom and dad never even like never talked about never. missions. Literally, I never was spoken to about a mission. No. Ever. That's crazy because I was always sp- <laughs> spoken to about missions. Yeah. It was never a thing for us to go. Um, like back to your question on why I wanted to yeah. start a mission. I like not to get like super religious or anything, but I did see the big change in you totally and like your happiness and your life yeah. change a lot like when you joined the church and I think I really really correlated your happiness with the church looking back now I feel like it was a lot more than just the church like yeah. changing your life like, yeah I do think that was a big component component don't get me wrong totally but in my head it was that was everything that was everything yeah. and at, at 15 years old 16 years old when that was happening that's all I saw yep and I just saw like you just completely change and be a different person. And I thought because that happened to you, like, and not that I made that happen for you, but like I was part of that and I got to see it and I wanted to see that happen with other people. Cause when you go out on a mission, what you're basically doing is basically sharing the gospel and basically telling other people what we already know and sharing that faith and kind of just helping them like find Jesus and find their purpose. And I kind of felt like that happened with you. And so for me, that was like where you my- You like wanted people to experience that same joy. And yeah, exactly. To have that joy that that brought you in your life. Yeah. And again, looking back, I know that that wasn't every reason that you were happy. Like you had a family, which yes. was everything. Completely. Yeah. Whether or not you were religious, whether or not you were baptized, like you had a family. And I know that was bigger to you than like anything. But in my head at that age, it was everything that I wanted to give you to give to other people. So that was where my- sense of desire came in to play of like, oh, I Why can, you even wanted to serve. Yeah, and yeah. I also, I think another big thing, and like you were saying too, like I didn't have a plan. Like yeah. I didn't have a college plan. Like I got yeah. into U of U, which was great. But once I got in, I like was like, oh, I'm just going to go on a mission and it's fine. And I like just didn't have like a backup plan. Yep. Like that was my plan. Yep, That's what I was going to do. It. And I think as time was getting closer – I didn't want to go on a mission. Yeah. I didn't want to do the mission prep classes. I didn't want to do anything, but I'd already said it so many. We were dating. Well, after, <laughs> that was after. No, I'm talking about like when I was in high school. Before oh. I even got my call. Oh, really? Yeah, no, there was a lot of times that I felt like I was already so far into it and people had it already was like heard hard it. to be like, never mind. Also, my, my bishop at the time told me not to go on a mission. He like literally said, I don't think you should go on a mission. And you were so pissed. I was pissed because don't tell me what I can and can't do. Like I can do a mission. Yes. And that made me so angry that he didn't think. And the other thing is he had told multiple women this. Yeah. Multiple girls that were in our ward that I knew he had persuaded them out of going on a mission. And that like made me so angry because. You're like, no, I can do it. I can do it. And like. You shouldn't be not encouraging people to go on missions. If they like, want to. If they want to. So yeah. that just like rubbed me the wrong way. He like wasn't my favorite person already. So I was just like, You're like screw you. Screw you. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so I put my papers in and I actually got called to Mexico City, the North Mission. There's like eight missions in Mexico City, but um, that's where I was called to Spanish speaking. So yeah, there's my little background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you get your mission call and then what? What's the next step? So you guys, have, I mean, maybe you haven't, but maybe you have heard of what's called an MTC. It's a mission training center. They send missionaries to a mission training center, either to 
learn the language or just to learn more about what they need to teach, how they should teach it. How they should teach it. Exactly. So there's one big one in Utah in Provo. That's probably the one like most people know about, but there are more MTCs. Me and DJ are both called to the Mexico City MTC, which is cool because that was actually my mission. Um, but DJ like had to get a passport to go to Mexico city and then fly back to the United States and go to Utah. They had to learn Spanish there. Yeah. So I got to go out of the country for a little bit and experience <laughs> things. So our MTC experience was, was it eight weeks? Is that how long we were in the MTC? So six weeks. I think it's, it was six weeks. Okay. So I remember you being there for six weeks. So, so yeah. So it's six weeks and you just learn the language, you learn about the church, like all of that. So, I and mean, you're assigned yeah. a companion. Yeah. You want to talk about that? So, yeah, it just basically simulates kind of like what it'll be like out in the mission field. Um, you have like your own little district, which is a group of companions that all get together. Uh, and yeah, you you wake up in the morning, you do like your language study, you get ready for the day. And yeah, you go you out. Read your and scriptures. You, yeah, you read your scriptures, everything, <laughs> say your prayers together. like, And then you go and have classes in the language learn how to deliver the message so you're you would busy do, yeah you would do all like, day long you would do like to, simulations too like they'd yeah, have like people practice. come in and you could like simulate how you would talk to a person about like and the like church if they would ask you questions like how you would answer and them you yeah. did it in spanish yeah like literally off the bat like you spoke in spanish when you were there yes. like you didn't speak in english yeah like you it was hard yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was fun it was a lot of fun you I, act, I enjoyed I was gonna say, it. You actually loved the MTC. Yeah, no, I thought it was a lot of fun. Do you? Did you have a good companion in the MTC? Yeah, he was good. Didn't your like little group, uh, like a couple of you guys went to high school together? Yeah, so there was a couple guys that actually were in the same room as us uh, that I went to high school with or we knew each other. And so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I knew no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Literally no, I no can't one. imagine what it'd be like because I, I got super lucky. To like at least have a familiar face in there. Definitely. Like people I actually enjoyed. So, And things nowadays have changed like so much from a mission versus what it used yeah, to be before even. COVID. Yeah. But you're not allowed to contact your family except for once a week, right? Right. Yeah. Once a week you have like an hour, hour and a half to email your friends and family. And that's pretty much it. They can write letters and you can get them in the mail. Send packages. Yeah, send packages, stuff like that. But that took forever, I felt like, to get to the MTC in Mexico. Oh, yeah. So what, when I was there, they had something that was a lot faster. You could, like, go online. Like, they can they can do this in Provo. You can go online, and, like, you can send a package, and it'll get there, like, the next day. Yeah, it's, like, like a special one for Mexico. Yes, and so they opened that in Mexico while I was there. So, like, Ooh. they could, like... I could, like, like, go on and get you Oreos. I, like, was looking at our emails, and you were like, I want Oreos and Pringles. Yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> and a Mountain Dew. That's, that's what you said. It like, was funny. That's weird. I, I know. Like they probably maybe didn't have something you liked. But. Exactly. So that is kind of how it went. It was, it was, it was, it was really hard. Like, for me, I mean, I, I'm a woman. I'm very emotional, and I was very homesick. I literally can't say enough good things about my companion. Yes. Like, you know her. She went to BYUI, and yeah. she was at my wedding. Like, she's amazing. Like, I... Hands down, had, like, the greatest companion while I was there. Yeah. Like, she was amazing. How long do you keep a companion? Uh, like, people want to know what a transfer is. Can you oh, explain, like, a transfer yeah. so and, like... usually a minimum amount of time that you'll have a companion is, like, six weeks. Yep. But you could have them for... Multiple, multiple transfers. Multiple transfers. Yeah. Uh, Justin had one for four transfers. Whoa, that's a So, long like, time. so long of his yeah. mission. Did he like him? <laughs> yeah, it was Colton. 
Oh, so they were, oh that's like cute. Friends, okay, but, that makes sense. I'm like, oh, that could not be good. Oh, uh, yeah, if it's somebody you don't like. Yeah, what do you do if you don't like them? I had a couple companions that I didn't like. <laughs> I love to hear those stories. <laughs> like, give us the worst companion story you have. They probably don't listen to our podcast. Well, there's just some guys that you just don't get along with. Totally. And there's this one companion that I had, and he was pretty arrogant. He thought he was the best just missionary i guess uh but we we just didn't like each other and we never like said anything about it or did anything about it you just could feel it not vibing oh man yeah you could feel it and (laughs) well one morning we went and played basketball with these two investigators we were teaching what's an investigator just for people that that don't know (laughs) teaching that are interested in learning about the gospel uh investigating the gospel yes they're investigating (laughs) literally investigating uh (laughs) But we were playing with these guys, and I remember just we were playing basketball, and he started getting really physical, and I like kept driving the ball to the basket, and he would like push me like while I was in midair, and I that happened three times in a row, and I just kept I knew he was gonna push me again, and so I took it in one last time, he pushed me really hard, then I got up and I like shoved him in his face, <laughs> and. He just walked home. You guys were sad. <laughs> by himself. Well, and that's something that I think people don't know either is like you can't be yeah. out of sight except right. for yeah, like the much, bathroom. Yeah. You're always with your companion and he just walked home, which <laughs> we literally lived right across the street okay. from the church where we were playing. But yeah, that was. <laughs> Did you I... have him for a while? No, I. Every single companion I had, I had for one, one transfer. transfer. Do you wow. still talk to any of your old companions? Uh, one of them. Yeah, right? I would say you definitely oh, do. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm like, um, you were like I a groomsman at this wedding. No, I was thinking of all my Spanish-speaking companions, but yeah, Elder Matthew Ball. So, did you speak some English then? Like, yeah. did you have some transfers that you were English? Yeah. So, my first like four areas that I served in were all Spanish-speaking. And then I got called, it was when I had finger surgery, I got called to an English-speaking area, which was really, it was very different. It was also one of, like, the richest areas in all and the world that for was, missions. That was with Elder Ball, right? Yes, that was with yeah. Elder Ball, and we had a lot of fun. And there was one area where I was bilingual, technically, but we only spoke English there. There was hardly any, there was a reason why I was bilingual. Well, because I feel like when you go out of the country, like, I don't know, I feel like you learn, you like have to go and learn the language, but your companions that were coming to Utah wanted to learn English. Yeah. They my, wanted you to teach them English. I had native speaking companions and yeah, in Preach My Gospel, like the manual they give us that is basically like the guidebook to being a missionary. It says that if, you, if you're not a native English speaker, you're supposed to speak in English or try to learn English. Oh, wow. They no like, matter where you are. They like want them to learn English. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So that's really cool. Yeah, which and made it harder to learn Spanish. What else does like your day as a missionary look like? Like somebody wants to know what what does time on a mission look like? Uh, so isn't it like you're supposed yeah. to get up by six thirty? You're supposed to get up and like have exercise time, which I feel like not a lot of missionaries get up and do that. <laughs> but you go and exercise. You get up, say your prayers. You have like scripture study, companionship study. You have your daily planning. Uh, and yeah, that all takes place up until like nine or 10. Then you go out 
and yeah, you basically find ways to either serve or teach and try to stay busy. Did you knock on a lot of doors? Um, we couldn't knock on doors in Mexico City as women. That's kind of nice. I was just going to put that in there. Yeah. Sorry. I just, you're, you couldn't. That yeah. was like a rule. Yeah, we would go and knock doors. Um, a lot of the time in Utah, when you went and knocked doors, you would end up just going into somebody's house that was already LDS. And they yeah. Would like Feed you. Invite you in. Give you cookies and <laughs> want to talk to you. <laughs> and so not a lot of the time we did that. Yeah. Um, there was more effective ways of reaching out to people that weren't actually members. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But on Mondays, it's P-Day. Monday is P-Day. and Preparation day. Yeah. Right? So your morning's pretty much the same, and then you have all day to do your laundry. Contact your family, contact right? Contact your family. Go have fun. So when we were on missions, you couldn't have a phone. You couldn't have... So, well, you could have a phone, but you could only use it for like... It was like given to you by the, from the church. church yeah. But yeah. now... And you can't have social media. You couldn't contact your families. You could FaceTime twice a year, which was Mother's Day and Christmas. Um, and that was basically it. But now the rules have changed a lot since COVID, which I like really agree with, like, yeah. because I think the church has realized the mental health. I, I was actually going to yeah go there because a lot of people wanted to know like how it affected your mental health. So keep going with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally felt like it was not enough to talk to my family. And I mean, I also am like very codependent on my family and I was like just right out of high school. I felt very alone the whole time. And like, it is so hard. It is so hard from going to having a phone, social media, having your family, texting to all of a sudden, like you're just by yourself. Like you're literally by yourself. And so that is like really hard. And I really like, I really like the new changes that the church has made because it makes it seem like a mission is less daunting than it used to be. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of unnecessary to like restrict contact from family. And on top of that, like, um, like social media can be used in such a good way. Oh, you yeah. can use social media to reach out to people. You can re- use social media to share a message. You can use social Find media. Find people to serve. Yeah. Like, I've seen some funny TikToks or reels of missionaries like dancing. Yeah, they like <laughs> yeah. use it as a way to <laughs> they do. Like, get yep. to more people. Like you can be, you can like be that from anywhere, yeah. you know? So I, I personally really like that. And I think it has made going on a mission seem less daunting to some people, like being able to talk to your family and stuff. But you were saying you were like, it was really hard to talk to your family twice a year because you didn't want to get off the phone with them because it felt like it's like being taken away from like junk food. Like you will not eat junk food. You cannot eat junk food. And as soon as you have a little bit of junk food, you want a lot of junk food and then you miss junk food and then you kind of go back into it. It's this, I mean, it's kind of the same idea. It's like being deprived of something for so long and then you finally get it. And it makes it even harder because then you're like, I'm not going to talk to them for another six months, yeah. you know? Like, yeah, it felt weird, like, seeing your family and FaceTiming them. I, I, didn't, I wasn't sure how I liked it, you know? That's what Justin said, too. He's like, it was kind of weird. And also, you, like, see what your family's doing on Christmas Day. And, like, yeah. that's hard to, like, like, know that... I'll just go and enjoy my own Christmas while you guys are doing your thing. You're well, having a you, ball. You were saying, like, watching, like, your nieces grow up. Like, you, like, yeah. like saw them at six... They were, like not even six months old and then all of a sudden they're over a year and walking and you're like wow I've missed a lot of their life yeah whereas if you're getting photos almost every day you're like oh my gosh I'm seeing them grow up so I just I like I love that the church has changed their standpoint on that because yeah. I think it's very important yeah I mean I don't even know what the rules are today. I mean your cousin was on a mission like a month ago commenting on my Instagram posts oh she was yes She's telling you no I can see them she because they, they can change their yeah, Instagram yeah. name to like sister whatever yeah. and then they can like they can like use their Instagram account. yeah yeah so, I mean I just think that's really cool and it makes us 
it makes us look a little less crazy. Like yeah. people are like, is it true you can only talk to your family twice a year? And like, that does seem a little excessive for an 18 year old to not talk to their family. Yeah. Like, I don't know, as a mother too, like I have a son, like I can't imagine my son leaving me when he's 18. Like all of a sudden my son is just out of my house and like, I don't get to talk to him. I don't get to check up on him. Like as a mom, I can't imagine that. Like that yeah. is so hard. It might've just been like, outdated you know like back in the day exactly only send letters you couldn't even facetime well and i think that there was like an influx of people coming home because of mental Mental health health. issues and i think that that's really great that the church was able to recognize like okay we got to change something because obviously we don't want tons of missionaries coming home like we need missionaries out to teach the gospel but like exactly we need to help them to like feel okay to be there i think it was i think it was outdated i think it it was like you can't use the phone because nobody had phones and then all of a sudden everybody had phones and they hadn't changed it in so long. Mm. They were like, it was too hard of a thing to change. Well, imagine from like our middle school to high school, like I had a razor flip phone to literally an iPhone. So much has changed. Yeah. yeah. So within like five years. So yeah. things changed so fast with technology that yeah. I'm glad and they made that. Also a lot has changed within mental health. Mental health is being so much more recognized. Yeah. And so, talked about, which is so good. So good. And there are like therapists out on missions. Like every yeah. mission has their own therapist. Which and is so, so good. that's really awesome too. Like if you are struggling like excessively, like you can have somebody to talk to and the church provides that for you, which I think is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That was always something I wanted to do with my like degree you, in psychology yeah. I like I love the idea of doing like mission therapy, mission therapy I thought yeah. it would be like a really cool that's a really cool thing yeah. yeah I love that they do that so that's like your guys's story so we know like what a mission is what you do on a mission how it all works yes so let's talk about your experience going on a mission how how was it so you get your call and then you meet DJ yeah. Oh, we're going to go that far back. Okay. Well, I think that has a really big role in your experience. No, it does. It really does. So I got my call in May. Mm-hmm. It was right before we graduated. It was like literally the day before we graduated. I think it was after. Was it after? It was definitely we did after. at grandma's house. It yeah. was after. Yeah. Yeah. So I got my call right after graduation to Mexico City, obviously. And I was like pretty excited. Yeah. Like I was. I, I, I was, was shocked that you were going to Mexico City. Oh, I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, oh But my. I was really excited. Like that's, oh, yeah. that was like very me. So yes. I was like, okay, that was perfect for me. So I get my call and then we move home from Prescott to Phoenix and I'm like dating boys there. Nothing serious like at all. Like yes. it was fine. And then you like kind of were filling time because you knew you were leaving. Exactly. I was leaving in October. I yeah. left October 14th. Yep. And so this is like May though, like June, probably June. Cause yep. I probably moved back to, I moved to Phoenix in June. So like end of June comes around. I actually met you at the very end of July. So we met at the end of July and we started dating like around the time of your birthday. Uh, I it, thought it was a little earlier than that. No, I mean like we met in July. We started like casually dating. I didn't get you a birthday present. So I know we weren't like officially dating. I know you didn't give me a birthday present. I know you were salty. So <laughs> we, <laughs> that's like when we like became like started getting really serious. Like we like spent my whole birthday together in September, like early September. So by that point we were like, we probably said I love you in September. For sure had said I love you. Okay. So we had said I love you in September and I was leaving in October and it was. So why did you get serious with him knowing you were leaving? Yeah. Why'd you get serious with me? <laughs> like I couldn't not. <laughs> I, got I mean, I just. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. No, like, I know. I mean, I, I feel like I get serious really quickly. Just that's my personality. Yes. And I just like, I mean, we just clicked. Yeah. Like instantly. Like, I felt like there was no, I mean, correct me, first sight. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like it was very, it, I wasn't forcing anything. Like, I feel like it was just a natural progression of like, 
we just really liked each other. You so you me. knew that she was leaving. Yeah, what was your mindset? Let's talk about DJ. Like, what I, were you like, okay, this is going to end when she goes? No, I didn't want her to go, but also I didn't want to be the person to tell her not to, go. to go. And I wanted him to say, don't go. Yeah. That's what I was looking for, yes. and he wasn't saying it. Oh, well, yeah, because you might have resented him your whole life. And that's what he kept saying. But in my heart, I didn't want to go. Yeah. I just didn't. I, my, I literally, I was 0% there. Yeah. Like, I... Up until mentally and like emotionally. Yeah, that no, sounds I so know. bad. But no, I, I didn't want to go. That's like it was, truth. it yeah. was really hard, and I just wanted him to say, "You should stay," and he never said it. And so I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go." Yeah. yeah. I, what else was my option? Yep. Stay for a guy that didn't want me to yeah. stay. But that's not the. That's and not I know, I, I know that now. But in the moment, at 18 years old, totally. like that was so hard. Yep. But I couldn't, I didn't want to be that guy. No, you made the right decision. You did, yeah, because you had to know that for yourself. I also think for you too, if I stayed, that would have meant we like had to get married. And I don't think you were there yet. No, I had to mature. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was another thing. Like in my head, I mean, I thought that too. Was, oh, yeah. I was like, well, I can't stay for somebody that I'm like not going to get married to. Yeah. Like, and we hadn't been dating that long that it was like, we couldn't, we could, if we had been dating maybe six months, like I feel like we could have made that decision. Oh, but yeah. We've been dating like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I just decided to go yep. because I was like, that's my only option, you yeah. know, kind of thing. That was your plan. That was my plan. So I went. And how <laughs> was that? It was so hard. Like I, I like really struggled. Do you yeah. have something to say? No, I, I, I mean, you sent me emails. I saw that you were struggling. And what did you do with that information? You found a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no he was comment. trying to move on. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was just trying to move on. I was said that. So you were DJ gone. was living his best life, and I'm. Kathy's <laughs> <laughs> over there crying. I had such a hard time. I think there was a lot of factors into me having a hard I time. Totally. I, I think I wasn't there. Yeah, I wasn't there. My heart to wasn't to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Just my heart wasn't there. I felt like I was really thrown into it, and I wasn't prepared because instead of them. Instead of, instead of like the three months before I left, I spent prepping for a mission. I spent like falling, falling in love. In love. Yeah. And that was like the opposite of what you should do before you leave on a mission. Yep. And it was really, it was really hard. Like emotionally, like mentally, physically, like it was just, it was a lot. And uh, the, there was a question in my question box that I read. And it was like, why did you decide to go on a mission when you were rebellious in high school? Oh yeah. And in my head, the way that I justified my actions like in high school then like going on a mission were like I left that in high school like to me like after high school I was like a different person which like I was totally me I was like you can attest to that like oh yeah I was a completely different person in high school than I was following high school and so for me it's like the second we left high school was just kind of like bye bye like all of that was gone but then you get put in the mission field or the MTC whatever and all they talked about was being worthy to go on a mission that's like they just drilled that into your head can you attest to that? No, yeah. Like that that's all they talked about was what like What does being worthy mean? Cuz some people might not know that. Basically, I mean, you can have sex before your mission. You just have to go and talk to a bishop about it and kind of get cleared, repent, you know, all well, of those yeah, things. Yeah, and I think that that's probably subjective to the bishop and Absolutely. also to your heart completely. How soon like how close to your mission did you do that? How many, how long has it been? It used to be a year after you have sex, you can go on a mission. But 
I feel like it is subjective now because yeah. I've heard of a lot of people that they go right on their mission after having sex. Yeah. Like as long as they go and talk to a bishop and they repent and they're worthy to go on a mission. Yeah. So that's very subjective completely. Mm-hmm. I had never even talked to a bishop about it. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. You're not supposed to do that, but I didn't. And so I left on my mission and... You felt guilty. I felt so guilty. Yes. And I also going up in Prescott was very different because... Everybody was doing it, which I know that sounds. Everybody's doing it, so I'm just gonna go and have sex. <laughs> but no, but that's really, how it really was. That's how it was, and so in my there head, was like one girl on the cheer team that didn't, and people were like, "Oh, you're weird. You're weird. Like you're a weirdo." And so for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. And so then I go on my mission, and they're drilling it into your head that you can't serve a mission if you're not worthy, which yeah. basically means. You haven't followed like their rules to be able to be out in the field. Exactly. And they did ask me questions before I left and I didn't answer them. Honestly, yeah. like I didn't. Well, I you're just, scared to at that point. You're like, well, I'm already so far in completely. Like, I and can't imagine that. in my head. I was like, I cleared that up because I was in high school and it was fine. Yep. In my head, that's where my mind was. Yeah. So when they were talking about like, they talked about it every single day. Like you don't want to go on a mission unworthy. You're not going to be able to like preach Feel the gospel. The you're not going to be able to teach people about being worthy if you're not worthy yourself, which yep. Hi, it makes sense. Yeah. So I went and talked to my MCC president about that. And I was just like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like guilty, blah, 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 whatever. Were you guilty from college? Sorry, from high school? From high school. Okay. Yeah, from high school. Okay. No, I was, yeah, from high school. And so I like went and talked to him about it. And he was actually like really cool. Like he was super nice. And he was like, have you like felt like you've cleared it up? I was like, yeah, I have. And he was like, yeah, it's like, it's where your heart is at. Let's meet a few more times. Because I think he knew my heart wasn't there. And so he's like, let's meet up like a few more times. I want to talk more about it. And I was like, okay. And I told him about DJ and I told him like I had a boyfriend at home that I like really missed, whatever. And I just, I think he could just sense something was off. Like I just think he could. I was also like, I cried every day I was there. Like I literally cried every single day I was there. It was really, really hard for me. And so the following couple days, I kept meeting with him and I just kept talking about DJ. Like that's the only thing I would talk about and just how hard it was for me and how like I just kind of didn't want to be there. And so finally he was just like, I just like, don't think your heart is in the right place. Like, I don't feel like you You should be be here. here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I don't feel like it was because I was unworthy. I think it was more just like, I didn't want to be there. And I think he just sensed that from me that I just didn't want to be there Mm -hmm. altogether. And so once I had that discussion with him the next day, I went in and he's like, okay, your flight's tonight at six. Like, I didn't know, like, it was happening that quickly. Like, yeah. do you remember? I emailed you and I was like, I'm coming home tonight. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? Like, it was very, very sudden, which kind of made it worse almost because it was like, I didn't have time to, like, prepare Process. myself for it. Yeah. So that was the story of my mission. I came home after about six weeks. Yeah. So I was almost done with MTC. We had You're about almost going to enter the field. You guys field. had, like, gone on a, like, a field trip. Yeah, we went and got our visas. Yeah, and I city. remember you sending me pictures and I was like, really scared for you. (laughs) (laughs) It was really fun. Well, you were like, I'm really scared. Yeah, it was pretty sketchy. But I mean, it's so different. It's a just ginormous city. We grew up in this small town in the mountains. Exactly. It's very different. So I told DJ I was coming home. What was going through your head? I was, I was. Were you panicking? I was, yeah, I was kind of panicking. What were you panicking about? I, well, obviously I was dating other girls I asked him if he had been dating other girls and he said no so just want to put out there that he completely lied to my face it's fine <laughs> so I, let over email. I get why you did I get why you did because in the moment I would not have been able to handle that yeah like, I would have came home just by thinking about you dating other girls 
Right. No, you already so, having a hard time, so I was not going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way. No, I understand the reasoning, <laughs> but it was pretty douchey. No, yeah, it, it was. Okay. But like I you said, bad. you needed to grow up and yeah. you needed to figure stuff out. Yeah. And I think you needed to figure it out, too. Like, you were just no, going I through really this did. huge change of like, okay, wait, now what do I do? Yeah, like, it was like, I don't even have a plan. It was a very hard time, like, of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was a very trying time because I had come home, kind of thought like, okay, well, I didn't serve a mission. So like my backup plan is this guy and the guy wasn't there. And so I kind of was like, I have to figure this completely out for myself. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like no idea if I want to go to college, no idea what degree I want to get. Like I'm living with my parents. Like I just had no sort of idea. But I will say like on the back end of that, because let's talk about the man's point of view on this. When I came home, there was not an unsupportive person. Yeah. Genuinely from the bottom of my heart, Everyone was so supportive. Like I had my friends from Prescott texting me being like, good job. I'm so proud of you for serving your mission. Like let's <laughs> get together. No they had no idea because they in Prescott. She's like finished her mission. No, welcome back. Welcome back. No, that was people. Sarah Leafus texted me that. And I was like, I was like almost glad that I didn't get raised in a Mormon town where like it would have been like I was like banished. Like, Well, and then people are like, oh, you were unworthy. Oh, you have exactly. depression. Oh, like there's all these speculations. But I anything. also do feel like that is such, not a cop out because I get it, but that is like the main reason people say they come home is because of mental illness or because they have anxiety or depression when really it's because their mission president sent them home. Yeah. Like, so in my case, I definitely didn't feel worthy to be out there. Like yeah. I genuinely didn't. I told my mission president that like, I think it was a mix of everything, but like, I don't want it to not be normalized of like being in high school and making mistakes and going out on your mission and getting sent home, like about being a horrible person that does not make you a horrible person. And I feel like it's not talked about enough going out and getting sent home from being unworthy. And it like, it makes people want to leave the church when that happens because they feel like they are so alone well, when especially reality, when then they get home and there's like so much judgment and pressure and just like, are you going back out? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. When in reality, it's okay. It like, is. And a mission, 18, I, I like, don't think a mission is for everybody. No, I like, truly, I don't. don't. No, I don't. And I just think it needs to be normalized a little bit more. Like what you do in high school, what you even do after high school. Like if you get sent home from a mission, like it does not make you a bad person. It does no. not mean. For whatever reason. You're not not worthy to get married like it doesn't mean that like it is okay and like your life will continue like it doesn't make you a bad person in any way again I did have a good experience coming home but there are people a lot of boys that have a completely different experience with that yeah I mean I think it definitely depends on where you're from like me coming back home so you you went out and then how long were you out uh almost a year and then you came home yeah And so it was just weird. Like you go back to church and I just feel like people don't know how to approach you. And so you just feel really weird going and you don't really want to go. And it's just an awkward time and you don't really know what to do with yourself either because you're told that you're supposed to stay home for a certain amount of time and you can't really do anything. Like I went and took a semester of classes actually when I got home. But I feel like most people don't do that. No, They just kind of sit around and wait for their year to be up. Right, and mine wasn't even a whole year. It was uh, six months. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. So you were Uh, home for six months. Did you feel like when you got home, like, people were judging you? Yeah. Like, I don't don't think I had, like, any direct negative comments directed towards me. But 
it just felt really weird and people didn't know how to treat me and I feel like I was treated differently because I came home. Did early. people ever straight up ask you why you came home? I had people ask me. But do you feel like most people just assumed why you came home? Yeah, I feel like a lot of assumptions were made. Is that something that like you're when you came home, did your mission president have to like tell your parents or was that totally just like on you to tell them why? Uh, I think my mission president did tell them kind of the situation, but yeah, he told them the situation and I didn't really have to explain much to my parents, which was kind of nice. That's kind of nice because it's just like, okay, I don't have to like go through this awkward conversation. How was it with your parents? Did you feel like that was rough? Like, do you feel like your parents were disappointed? I mean, I, I felt like I had disappointed them. You don't know how they felt, but that's what, that's like what you felt. I know that they wanted me to go and do, you know, serve my mission. Um, but they were, I felt like they were mostly supportive for sure. That's good. That's good. I feel like there's some people that would have a different experience with that. Yeah. Obviously. Right. No, I know that it's hard for a lot of people when they come home and they kind of just go away from the church. That's what I was going to say. I feel like that happens all the time. If you get set home is what it's called in our church, like to leave your mission early if you get sent home like I do feel like a lot of those people end up leaving the church because they had such a horrible experience I mean it's so embarrassing yeah and like all my friends were still out it was clear that I had come home early so it was just a really awkward time I don't know if it's like talked about as much anymore but I feel like even for us like every single young women's like class you go to mutual everything is like marry a return missionary if you don't marry a return missionary like you like an honorable return missionary, like your life isn't going to be as good. You're not going to get married in the temple. Like there's all these like underlying things that obviously aren't true. We have had lots of friends that like yes. their parents were like, I'll buy you a brand new car. If you go on a mission, I'll pay for all your college. I'll give you $10,000 for your mission. Yeah. Cause we have to pay, you have to pay your own way to a mission. The yeah. church doesn't pay for your mission. No. And, and they're expensive. And they're expensive. So it's like, I mean, I think the church will help you if you like have a desire to go and your family Complete. can afford it. Yes, like, absolutely. They can They'll definitely help you go. But yeah, I feel like that is just like this underlying thing. And I don't know if it's talked about as much. Like I haven't heard it talked about with my young women at all. Oh, that's good. Which is like really good. Did you feel that from a man's perspective? Like if you didn't get go on a mission that like you weren't going to be able to get married like to a good wife? Yeah, no, it was just, I don't know. It was taught to you from a very young age that you developed these skills and you became, I don't want to say you became more of a man, but yeah, if you served a mission, you were going to be a better husband and father, yada, yada, which I'm sure a lot of things that you learn on a mission that does apply. Yeah, completely. But yeah, no, there's a lot of missionaries that served full time that were great missionaries that came home and are no longer members of the church. Completely. I don't think that that defines anything. I mean, literally the missionary who read me like and taught me the very first lesson I ever was taught she literally left her mission a week later and like left the church and started going like anti so it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything a better person than somebody else no would you have married somebody that wasn't a return missionary oh for sure that wasn't something that was like in my head because I didn't grow up hearing that yeah so to me it was just like so I think that was in your head because when we first met you didn't tell me like about your mission at all right and I think your brother actually was the one that told me which is not super awesome because I was sad that you didn't tell me, but I didn't care. No, but I didn't care because I grew up in like a non, like 
LDS like no place. like like we said no boys yeah went on missions but I think in your head you were like if I tell her this like she might not want to like date yeah. me even do you know what I mean yeah like you kind of hide that yeah it's like a ding on my record. It, yeah, no, come. Yeah, that's exactly when in what reality it is. I didn't care. No, no yeah, and you. But were you like awesome didn't. About it. Yeah, and you didn't know that because though, for like, me personally, like I do know a lot of men that have gone out and served their full mission, like being unworthy, like oh, unworthy yeah. in our church would say, and they just continue on, and it's fine because that's easier to do than coming home. So for right. me personally, I'm like I admire it so much more that like if you are able to like, if, if you go on a mission and your only point of going on a mission is to tell them something that you have felt guilty about and you have like a bad conscience about and that's your mission to come home and like you just need to go and clear that up. Like, and you come home and that's it. Like that's it. Yeah. That's why you went and that's fine. And yep. good for you for even trying. There are so many people that won't even put their papers in to serve a mission. No. So if you even have done that and you've tried, I just think it's amazing. I, like I, I just 100% think percent agree. Yeah. I just think, it's talked down upon and it just shouldn't be talked well, down I, upon. Yeah. And I feel like that was like a question like, Oh, did, did, did they serve a mission? Like parents would ask that. But yeah. I feel like, I don't know if our parents really even like asked that or cared, cared as, much. as much. Yeah. But I remember when I was like, when I found out Justin served a mission, I was like, no, oh, cool. Cool. But like, it didn't mean anything to me. <laughs> like I was just like, I guess that's a bonus. Like, but I don't really care. Yeah. Like, no, exactly. That wasn't something that I was like, I have to marry return mission. But it is sad to hear from you that you felt like it was like a ding on your resume. Yeah. Resume. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it felt like. Though. No, like, for sure. I would have, it, I mean, I would tell a girl that and. To beg, I'm would, not interested. Well, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't know like how they would react. And, and so, especially how their families would react because I feel right. like that is like such a generational thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays where it's a lot more common for missionaries to come home for multiple different reasons. Mm -hmm. It's, I think, hopefully being more talked about. Yeah. So a lot of the time, I just wouldn't even say that I came home early. Yeah. And I just said, yeah. I served a mission. mission in St. George. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yep. Well, you did serve a mission in St. George. Yeah. And you served for what you needed to serve yeah. for. And that was like no, your that's, story. That's how I, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like I needed to tell people no. that I came home early. And so I just didn't. I know. I never know how to answer that question. Like I'll have like bishops ask me like moving into a new world, like, did you serve a mission? And like, I am very proud of what I did. Like, Oh, six weeks might not seem like a lot that. to like people that served a year and a half, but like, I personally am very proud of what I did. And so I always say yes. And then DJ always like laughs at me. I'm like, I kind of did like, but then they always want to know where I went and where I right. served. And if I speak Spanish and then they're like, Oh cool. So you're in this, do you know this person? I would just you say no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I like being me. I like, I'm like, yeah, I did. Well, going to BYU, I remember somebody being like, Oh, I served in Mexico city. I was like, Oh, my sister served there. And then they start asking me like 50 questions. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, she served for six weeks, so I don't really know any of those questions. She and they're didn't like, even actually oh, make it to the actual I, I was in my mission. The MTC was in my mission. It counts. <laughs> no, it was funny though. And I'm like, yeah, she served for six I weeks. I just felt like that's incredible. And even. it's something to be proud of. I just, I, agree. I, I hate that it's spun to like be a secret and like to not be proud of because it is. And I think that somebody, like somebody asked us, they said, do you feel like that was like one of the biggest like testimony builders of your life? Oh, that's a good question. Like, what do you think? No, no, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, yes. Like it was probably like the second, but like you were my biggest. Completely. You know? Like yeah. that was my biggest experience within the church that I've ever had. Yep. And then probably the second, because I also saw so many times like God's hand in my life yep. when I was on my mission. Like it was really cool to be living 
the gospel 24 seven. Like that was really cool and really eye opening. And I did learn a lot about our church, which was really awesome. Like oh, I yeah. felt like there was a lot I didn't even know. I also felt like my companion, the person that I was with all the time was like literally chosen for me. Like I can't even like say that enough. Like she was like put on this earth for me in that moment. She was amazing. And so I like feel like I, it was very testimony building, but it was also like very hard and like a little bit of testimony destroying in a way. Oh yeah. Just because well, like coming home and facing coming, this trial of like, well, and I remember mom, like we were literally at McDonald's. It was probably two weeks before my mission. We were at McDonald's in like Anthem. We were on our way to go to the lake and mom literally looked at me in my eyes and she said, I do not want you to go on your mission. If you are going to come home early, I'd rather you not go at all. And <laughs> in my head on my mission, I kept thinking about that. And that and was like crap on the airplane home. I kept thinking about that. Like, it was every single time I thought about coming home, that was like right where my head went. And I felt like I was so disappointing to her. Like yeah. I felt like I was so, because also I was the only one that had served a mission. Yeah. And like, I kept thinking about dad, like, cause he was like so excited, you know? Oh, and yeah. so I like, cause he didn't have sons. So it wasn't like expected. It was like more of a choice. I like chose to go. And yeah. so I know he was like so proud of me, which was like, I felt like I was like, also dad has said so many times how proud he is of me. And so I felt like I was just like letting him down. Yes. And when you come home from a mission, like when you would finish serving, everybody like comes to the airport and like holds signs and like videos you getting home. And it's like, it's like a huge, huge thing. deal. Yeah. And like I got off the plane and like my mom was standing there. Like was she just by herself? Just by herself. And like, I'm so glad like nobody else came. Cause I like was just like weeping, but like in my head, like I had gone and done this mission and like done something really hard, but like didn't feel like I was like being valued for it totally. because it was just like, you're coming home early. And so like, you don't get this big experience of like, what you picture in your head, you yeah. know? And when I had left, that was like what I pictured. Like the next time I see my family is going to be them holding posters at the airport. And so like having that have to switch was like really, really of hard. Like coming home and am I being a disappointment? Am I like, what am I even coming home to? What am I coming home to? And I mean, everybody was amazing. Like mom literally took me to Texas Roadhouse that night and like just me and her and dad. And like, I was so grateful for that because like, dad told me how proud he was of me. And like, I like needed to hear that, you yeah. know, in that moment. And so it was very hard to come home and like, not know like what to do and also just not get what you were expecting when you left on your mission. And I remember your wedding was, um, in May and it yeah. was the first time I'd been back at the airport since I left on my mission and we flew out of the same gate. And I literally just like, Oh, when we had like my second reception. You, yeah. In Canada, when you guys went to Canada and I literally got on the plane and I was just like shaking and like crying because it was so like leaving on a mission is so hard. It is the hardest thing I've had to do Being on like, an airplane and like not knowing what the next year and a half of your life or two years like and is like look like I just saw my parents and my family for the last time for a year and a half and then turning around and coming home six weeks later on that same airplane and like getting off the airplane. I just felt like so it was just really it was so hard and so I feel like it was it was a really big testimony builder but it was also like probably the, like the hardest thing. I've it was ever a been trial through. at the same time. Cause you had to figure out like, yeah, where is your testimony after this? It, exactly. Like why? Like I had to remind myself so many times of like why I wanted to even go on a mission almost like, like, and what you did is amazing and it doesn't matter how long you were there. Yeah, exactly. And so it because was regardless, those experiences will shape your life forever. Yeah. But in the moment, Oh, it's so I mean, hard I mean, to I see bet that. You can attest to that. Like in the moment, like it felt like this is going to follow me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, it feels like, 
I mean, that's all you were focusing on, and now it's all coming to an end. And it's like, I mean, it's almost comparable to like leaving on your mission, but you're coming home early and you're being thrown back into life, and you have to just pick up. Like all these pieces, and like nobody's excited to have you home, almost. Right, it, you just kind of figure it out and go on your own little way. When you came home, what was it like? Was like your family at the airport, or how was that? Uh, I yeah, my I think all my family members were there. Uh, obviously not with like signs and stuff, but they were there, and I, I appreciated that. Um, was it hard to like see their face, or were you like happy to I, see them? I was them? happy to see That's them. That's good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, I came home twice. And the second time it was just like my parents and my brother and it was, I was less excited about that, but so you went, so you went out, so you went out for how long? So I was out for nine months when I first came home and then I was out for like another. So then you went back out. Yeah. So I did like a year pretty much Okay. or more, maybe more than that. I can't remember how long. I was so you home. came home, you went out on your mission for nine months. You came home and then you went back out for three months. Yes. Okay. And then you came home. after Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I got sent home the first time and I wasn't necessarily in agreement with being sent home. So I feel like I had a lot of, uh, anger and resentment towards my mission president mm-hmm. and kind of how the decision was made. Because like we said earlier, it can be very subjective. It so totally like can. having done something like, like, I, know, I do know people that, like, go to their mission president, like, hey, I had sex, like, the week before I left. And, like, okay, we can deal with it on the mission. Let's finish it out. Like, we're going to work through it together. But then there's some mission presidents who are like, I had sex before I left. Yeah. And they're like, you're going home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it just, it's very subjective. It so, is. And even, like, on, I feel like on a mission, too, it's like, like, you if you, you have to, like, keep your companion accountable. And it's like, my companion did this, like, you can get sent home for not, like, telling on them like it's so subjective to so many scenarios and so I feel like for you like you told him that you got you had done something prior to your mission and you felt as though you shouldn't have gotten sent home for it yeah I won't like talk about what happened or why no totally but yeah I felt like it just wasn't handled very well and so I got sent home and I just wasn't happy about it and so I went back out how long were you home for six Six months months. oh okay sorry six months and yeah, went back out and I just wasn't happy. Your mind just wasn't there. Yeah, like and heart. I was just yeah. pissed. Yeah. And I was just angsty. And yeah, I just came back home. Yeah. And so, and I think that was better. So was it hard like two times having to come home? Yeah, no, I w- it was obviously, it felt embarrassing coming home the second time. The second time. Uh, But it's definitely what needed to happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I'm glad it did. <laughs> and to like see your growth now and like yeah, yeah. No, realizing it definitely worked out the timing because not much long after that I met you. Yeah. I think we met like a month after you got home. Yeah. Pretty soon after. So I feel like an overarching question, like you have a son. Yeah. What are you guys going to do? How are you going to handle it? How is missions going to be talked about in your home? I mean, obviously maybe you don't know this either. Like Pierce is obviously a baby, but uh, I, I will say I like how your parents handled the funding for a mission. Like, didn't you have to pay for some of it? Yeah. No, I got a job. And the re- the main reason why I had the job was to save up for my mission, yeah. which I I don't think I, like, paid for any of my mission. Like, I paid for my clothes, all the stuff I needed, my bike. Uh, I think I pretty much covered that. And then my parents helped 
And I think my grandparents also helped as well. And so, yeah, you have a lot of people helping you out. You do. I like that. I like, I, I like the idea of like working towards it. Cause it has to be something that like you yeah, are kind yeah, of like, exactly. That's putting in meant to be. No, you're not being bribed to go. No. Like, I don't like that. No, I, personally, I don't like that. I just, I don't like the idea of, Hey, you'll get a new car when you get home. Like there's no desire to go. Like no. your yeah, desire is to get a new car. That's sucky. Yeah. 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 That's stupid. I actually love what Justin's parents did. He had to raise his money to go on his mission, but then when he got home, it was in a bank account for him. Yeah. His grand, awesome. his grandpa ended up paying for half of it. And then his ward paid for the other half. Oh, wow. So he got home and had the full amount for his I, mission. I, in I love, bank account. I mean, I love that because yeah. he still had and to he, put the work in. He did. To and go. he had no idea that he had all that money, which coming home, you're like, oh crap, this is awesome. Like, leg up. yeah, exactly. I could buy a wife. I can buy my wedding ring. <laughs> for Pierce, I do feel like I, it is hard because he is so young. And also, like, oh, yeah. things could change before he's 18. Oh, like, my gosh. What so if, much will what change. What if they say he only has to leave for a year? You yeah. know, that's very different, whatever. But I feel like in our home, I think it's going to be talked about as an expectation. Yeah, no, I, I think that we'll talk about it in, like, a good way. Like, it's a good thing for you to do and you know, develop great skills and habits by going on a mission. But I also uh, do think you have to watch your kids. Like... You have to watch what they're doing. You have and, to know your kid. And be aware like of their anxieties, of their nervousnesses, of those things. Their personality. Their personalities because missions really just truly are not for everyone. No. And I would rather my son not have to go through and endure the things that you had to go through. Like yeah. coming home early twice and like not even like really wanting to go to church after that. Like if he's wanting to go to church and like has any desire yeah. to, yeah. Like I just, I feel like that's more important than serving a mission is just like raising a good human. And I also totally like where his heart is at. Like, did your dad ever sit down with you and be like, do you want to go on a mission? Or was it like, you're going on a mission? I feel like every conversation I had, I just said that I wanted to go. Because you just, expected. exactly. Yeah. And you don't want to be the, the person that's like, no, I don't so want to be that guy. But I also do it. think it helps having us as parents, like two people that have come home early and have experienced it. Like, I will openly talk about that with my kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I feel like I've been very open about coming home since the second I got home. Yeah. I feel like I never wanted to be one of those people that were like, you'd like kind of guess, you know, what's yes. going on. Like yes. I was, I posted about it on Instagram, Facebook, the week it happened. Yeah. You're like, this is what, this, this is what happened. What, yeah. Ask me questions. I don't care. Yeah. I want to be that way with my I kids. I want to be an open book. Yeah. I want my kids to know, like it is not, you're not going to go on your mission and it's going to be easy. Yeah. Like it's not also like, I'm just hoping to have a good, I mean, obviously you hope to be your fr your kid's parent before their friend, but I also do hope my kids are open enough where I can talk to them about being quote unquote unworthy to go. Yeah. And if they have done those things, like don't go on a mission. Like yeah. I would rather you stay home than go and come home early and like feel like a piece of crap. No, I don't want my kids completely. to ever feel the way that I felt coming home that you felt coming home. Yeah. Like I'd rather them just not go at all because I'd rather them not ruin their relationship with the church or with God or God. Like, anybody, yeah. their friends, anybody, or with me even. I don't want them to ever feel like I... That you pressured them. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of a fine line that you have to walk. Like, you don't want to act thinking. Like pressuring, but it's also a good thing it's, for some, somebody to do. I really believe that. I do too. If you believe in something and you can dedicate your life to it, I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I completely agree. I think it is a fine line of like... Yeah, being like excited for them and like making it this really good thing and like, like just kind of expecting. Like, I think throughout all of Pierce's life, we'll talk about like 
his mission, going on a mission, like you should go on a mission, but then as time But I think raising the question of like, do you even want to go on a mission? And like, it's okay if you don't. It's okay if you don't. And tell me if you don't. But it will be hard and you can do hard things. I think it's important to teach our kids you can do hard things. Like even if it makes you uncomfortable, even if it is a hard two years, you can do hard things. Like it should be hard. It shouldn't be easy. No, it's going to be hard. That's okay. If I think my child can handle it mentally and emotionally, I think they should go on a mission. I think missions can be life-changing and they can be such a positive thing on people. And I love hearing mission experiences. And like, even your, like when we drive through St. George, like you have so many good experiences. Yeah. No, I feel like I served like a complete mission in a not so complete time, (laughs) but I feel like I had a lot of good experiences and I got to teach and meet a lot of good people and you love st george it's like a yeah. special place to oh, you we which love, is so yeah. cool i love st george i would live there i know you me would. too <laughs> if dj and jamie are convincing all of us to move to st george <laughs> we are i would honestly move to st george it's awesome but it's so pretty i know i think it, it'll be harder growing up but i also think that things are going to change a lot things have changed a lot in the last two years i mean literally 17 years before he's expected to go i it, think a lot will change yeah. it's a long ways away but it is. missions are a very good thing They're, they are. they yeah. they can be very very positive like even though i didn't serve the full time like i have so many positive experiences and memories and love the people that i was with and like i can't imagine how much more love i was would be able to feel if i was out there for a year and a half yeah. you know and how much more like experiences that you could have and like I I love when people talk about their missions so even though we didn't have like the greatest experiences I still like wouldn't have changed it for anything I'm still so glad I went yes also just to say this as well I put my papers back in yes so after a year of being home I it wasn't it wasn't even a full year yet I put my papers back in in August and I literally bought my mom like a little pin that said like missionary mom to like tell her I was going back (laughs) on my mission like my papers were yeah, literally I in. Remember. I was going to go back. Say? She was so excited. Yeah, she was so excited. Because we weren't dating. I didn't have a boyfriend. I was like, this is like my time. I feel like I can go back and serve. And yeah. like, I felt like I was in, I had prepared myself for that like year. Like I could go back. And this week, the literal week, I gave my mom that pin. I put my papers and I tore my ACL. <laughs> it was God being like, mm-mm. But I feel like I also needed to prove it to myself. No, that like, I agree. Even though I like came home and like, I like, did if I like came home because I like wanted to get married, even though I didn't get married. Like I, <laughs> you eventually did. So it's fine. I eventually, yeah, geez. It, it happened. But I like still had the desire to go and like, I could like prove to myself that I could do it almost. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. After like a year of like healing and building and like becoming a, like I could be a better missionary almost. Yep. And then yeah, I tore my ACL so I didn't go, but it was really nice for myself to like prove it to me. Like Definitely. I could do it if I wanted to do I it I forgot again. that that was why you didn't go back. <laughs> Literally the same. Like it was within like three days yeah. of each other. Because was... I was there for the pin. I think I went home that night. Like yeah. back to Idaho because I was still. Then I told my ACL then you had to come back. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> mom couldn't handle me. I was mean. I was mean when I told my ACL. You can't tear your ACL again. I won't. Don't worry. I can't handle that. Don't worry. <laughs> She'll call me again. <laughs> I feel like we answered all the questions. We did. No, there were some really good ones, but I feel like we answered them. A lot of them were just kind of wanting to know. Like what a mission was. What a mission was and your guys' experience with it. So I know we're going to get more questions. Yes. I think on Monday we should post my old missionary picture. Oh, we should. That would be funny. I have one of you too. We should do a swipe over. Yeah. We can do one of me. We should do that on Monday. So you guys can see a little picture of me and DJ being cute little missionaries. Yes. I wore some cute outfits. Also, on your mission, you're supposed to wear, like, 
church clothes like most of the time and I wore like a skirt and a dress all the time all the time yeah so I'm in a cute little like orange skirt (laughs) it was cute I was a cute missionary I'll give me that I dressed really cute that's the only reason I should have stayed at least I looked cute I (laughs) I didn't convert anybody but I looked freaking cute doing it (laughs) nothing (laughs) nothing (laughs) literally but I hope you guys learned something and yeah we describe missions well because I feel like there's so much more to talk about but is there anything else you want to add? No, no. I'm just saying like... There's People so will definitely have questions. Oh, yeah. About with the mission, you know? Part two coming soon. We always <laughs> say we're going to do a part two and then we never no, do we a part do. two. Because nobody likes part twos. No, but we guys, we did a part two one time and our views were like half of what they normally yeah, are. No. So if you want a part two, you better beg us. Yeah, there's got to be a good demand. <laughs> yeah. Supply and demand, ladies. <laughs> anyway, we'll see you guys next week on the Codependent Code Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.